Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. My name is Aaron, and uh, we're doing a second episode today. For those of you who listened to uh, Paul Ivey's episode last week, uh, we've still got him sitting here in the studio. And uh, now, as a special treat, we've also got another longtime pal of mine, uh, Mr. Alex Amato. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Paul Ivey and Alex Amato to the show, everybody. How's it going, y'all? Oh, Woo. yeah, I hear that crowd. Paul's still You know, here. Aaron, now that I've been in this room for a, a week, can I go home soon? He hasn't left. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you stay here for just a little bit longer, we can uh, get you a, like a, a temporary tenant pass or yeah. something. Oh, perfect. There's a toilet and a <laughs> just, bottle of Bell Mead. That's all he needs. <laughs> yeah, there's there's beer and whiskey. You should be set for a couple of days. Yeah, a couple it's been a good weeks. week. <laughs> well, Alex, welcome to, uh, welcome to the Thanks, podcast man. studio here. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for coming by today. So you just finished up a gig somewhere. I did, yeah. Where did you where'd you play? At Big Machine Tavern in Berry Hill. And uh I've actually never been there. Is that the one across from uh Brothers Burgers? Or like right down the road? Uh Brothers Burgers. I don't know if I've heard of that place. But it's right there on um Branford Avenue. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like right across from Guitar Center there. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's a cool spot. I like it there a lot and uh I've been playing with them for like a year and a half. Oh maybe. shoot, I didn't know that. Something like that. Yeah, they're cool people. And are you doing uh, solid gig. like mix of covers and originals mm-hmm. when you're there? It really depends, honestly. I mean, I tend to take the approach of I'm here to make money, so I'm going to play <laughs> what the people want to hear. You know, like, good attitude. Yeah, I'm. Just, a lot of people love to play their music a lot, and I'm like, sure, get it out there. You know, if you have got a rapport with the crowd going and they ask for your original stuff, play it. But yeah, I just try to keep it upbeat. And is that the actual distillery? Uh, n- or is it just like a distillery? I know room? the one in downtown is actually a distillery. Like, okay. like they have all the equipment there, but I don't know if that's their only. Gotcha. Like they probably have some outside. Okay. Fact, I don't know. Ask no, I've never, guy, I've never but... actually been to. Uh, I've <laughs> it's never above been my to pay grade as musician. To... The only big machine I've been to is the uh, is the downtown one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only place that I've been, and that one's. Uh, that one's on Third Avenue, like not far from the Moxie and the yes, old. Sir. Is that the the Goo Goo Cluster Factory that's now closed? Did I thought Goo- it just opened. Did it just open? I think so. Yeah. Okay. They've been working. I remember on it. seeing. I remember seeing a sign on the door that said it like it wasn't open. So maybe it was to uh, be open. If it closed already, then that would be a maybe. World maybe record. maybe <laughs> I was just behind that. the times. <laughs> you can just get them at Kroger's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh my god. So do you do these uh, these cover sets very often? There. Do you have a lot, do you uh, have a pretty steady residency there? Yeah, it's like a couple a week at this point. Mm. And it's good. I like it because, you know, obviously I do sound at night and whatever I can do during the day to just get some extra cash. That's cool. Some extra flow. So <laughs> what uh, what I asked Paul at the very beginning of uh, his first episode was, uh, do you remember how you and I met? Uh, yes. I think it was at Belcourt. I, I'm pretty sure all of my stories kind of bleed together. So uh, how, how do you remember you and I meeting? I think I was just at the show. I don't think we met in person necessarily. It was Belcourt? It was at Belcourt. I was hanging out. That was like my first time going to a tour stop show. And I think I just straight up was one of those guys that just hit you up on Instagram and was like, yo... See, it's funny because I can probably go back onto my old uh, email spreadsheet where people uh, submit on my website, and I could probably find your submission on the website. Oh, 
Yeah, I might have done that. I pro- I I required everyone so to do formal. it back then. So you, I I bet I bet you're you on there somewhere. My yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul was grandfathered into the rule. Yeah, he was never... just a, he was just a friend of mine when I started booking shows. So of course he got to be yeah. on them. <laughs> I didn't know you had to be. You had to apply to be your friend, Aaron. <laughs> right. I get people asking, how He's do I apply to be much. on a yeah, show? Just, <laughs> and I'm just like, you just come hang out. Just like, yeah. period. Just just come be there. That See, like, the I place. totally get what you're saying about that. Like hating, like when people uh, kind of just like are too stiff about things and are like, put me on a show, do this. But, but I also get it too because it's like I did the same thing mm-hmm. when I moved here. It's because, you know. I think people just don't want to come off like they're trying to use you Too or something hard. or like to yeah exactly so it's a, I think I Paul know. and I have talked about that it's like you don't want to be the person who wants it too much yeah it's we've a weird about, balance we've been talking about that about like girls it's like you don't want to be the person who wants to go out with the other person more it's like don't don't change you the wait rejection five minutes to test yeah, yeah, yeah don't here. change rejection that's my new <laughs> yeah if they if they if they like you they'll come around that's uh, all. I went on a date a few dates or a few a few dates ago. I went on a date a few Dog. days ago. Wow, maybe this bourbon's <laughs> kind of catching up with me. I went on a date a few days ago, and uh, I had a great time. And it it was like it was going really well, and there was lots of eye contact, good vibes. And then uh, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. The vibe changed really mm. fast, and uh, I all of a sudden felt like I was keeping her there like she didn't feel like she was was she like looking around like she she kept looking at her phone and like eyes were dodging away and i was like i was like this feels kind (laughs) it's like this feels kind of uncomfortable (laughs) yeah Yeah. so 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 i went inside and i i went to the bathroom and closed my tab and i came back out and i was like well thanks so much for hanging out tonight i tried making it like very clear like you're you're safe to go home. Like that was the tour stop outro right there. It's like I thank you for hanging out. I do tonight. not know what it was, but like the <laughs> vibe was just. It can happen, right? It, yeah, it's like a switch. So how did it end? Uh, I walked her to her car and I texted her saying uh, a, a reference to something we had talked about because we had tried going to pins uh, to go duck pin bowling and Cute. pins was yeah. closed for a private event, and we ended up going uh, getting drinks at. Uh, brewery downtown and i was just like well maybe uh, maybe next time we can actually make it to go uh make go to pins go bowling and she said thanks i had a good time she didn't she didn't say yeah that sounds great let's do that so i was like oh okay r.i.p my friend (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a recurring segment for when aaron cooper is actually on the show she's uh she is out today but we always talk about our dating woes Shout out Aaron how Cooper. how we're yeah. how we're both just terrible at it. Oh god! <laughs> you sure there wasn't anything said that made it? Yep. someday someday we'll. Like... I'm gonna tell one of these stories, and then uh, weeks and weeks and months and months later, Paul, you're gonna be like, remember when you were shitting on your wife on how like you, how bad your first date was? That's some, something like that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been together 38 years now. That's how it should be. <laughs> Paul, so do you remember how you and Al met? Was it just uh, was it just one of those uh, Belcourt tap shows? I pretty much think because um, he, he was doing sound. I think. Well, what did you do sound no. after Ben got canned? So I, Ben never got canned. Well, I mean, did Al. No, Aaron, oh, oh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron, he got he got Aaron canned from my show. That's okay, what you maybe meant, not right. Yeah, but Aaron right, right, right. not because yeah. he had this problem of showing up. Yes, yeah. being on time. 
<laughs> Alex is always early, which is my favorite thing. Yeah. yeah. Not early. And that probably, yada, that's yada, where I probably you know, met you, right. Alex. So, so yeah. When, no, when, I think I'm – I don't know if I met you through Justin. Like the first day I moved here. Justin like, Love? Yeah. Shout I think out. I went – the first place I went was Live Oak. Why? I don't know, but I just went there. Did um, we meet I there? think that was right before you started booking the show there. I started doing shows there in January 2020. Oh, then maybe you were doing a show there. I don't think it was your show, though. Okay. But I think I saw Justin play, and I went up to him, and I was like, oh, that's great, man. Loved it. Like I was just freaking out, like, being here. And he was telling me about, you know, his entourage of co-writers, which I think was you, Troy, and some other people. But I don't know if you were there or if I'm just like... You're about to find out. I have the worst memory known yeah. to man. Like I don't know if that's a product. But somehow of the, the Green stars Briar or the yeah, we right. Met. Exactly. We all met. That's the beauty of our friendships of everybody. However it happened, somehow we got yeah. right here. My application yeah. went through, and then we that's were right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of bleeds together, and then we're just like, yeah. So we've been friends for years. I don't remember how any of that started, but. I don't, it's like, I don't remember anything from the past two years, but like somehow we're all here together exactly. having fun. I think COVID put a weird spin on everything. It kind of erased a, mm-hmm. a lot of time in between that and now. Yeah. So Al, when did you start doing uh, Sound for Tour Stop? Uh, you were our uh, our house engineer at both of the Belcourt and Cabana venues for a long time. It was either like December 2020 or January okay. twenty one. I think so. It would have been around the time when you uh, started, or that was that was around the time Cabana opened up, right? Exactly. Late twenty twenty. All right, then it was definitely a little Christmas twenty twenty because I had been doing Belcourt for at least two months. Okay. Then Cabana opened. So it was sometime that fall of twenty twenty you started. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Man, good it's, times. It's so weird <laughs> thinking about how Belcourt taps my my first home. That's the place we met and place you and I, Paul, met. And, like, I've, I realize now I'm pointing at you and people can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, dude, the that's the first place I came. I came here, um, what year was that, 2019 for that Bluebird Golden oh, Pick sweet. thing? Did you, did you come do the open mic? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the first month they did it. I think it was in 2019. And I came here, and I was talking to Barbara Cloyd. She ran the open mic there. And Shout out, Barbara Cloyd. Yeah, and I was she. I was like, where do I go? You know, what's going on? I'm only here for a couple nights. And she was like, Belcourt Taps, that's where you want to be. And so the first night I ever came to Nashville, that's what I did. I was just hanging out at Belcourt. I remember distinctly seeing Tori Grace, Joel Jorgensen. No way. And uh, Audrey Stevens. So yeah, you probably yeah. would. You were probably at uh, East of the Row. That was a Monday night show that used to run there. Yeah, yeah. And that that was, was right after. Involved with that, yeah. Barbara Clark. Yeah. That was that was yeah. Joel Jorgensen's show. So yeah, Belcour was the second place I ever saw a writers' round, and it's it's a tremendous loss uh, here in Nashville losing Belcourt Taps. It was like the shot to the, the linchpin. It was like a big. It was our clubhouse, the hub of the wheel. Yeah, and see, I know dozens, if not at this point, like hundreds of people who made friends there and met there and that's that's where we got our feet underneath us it was a hang it was a or hang out from under us it was the <laughs> grossest bar that we all still <laughs> yeah. loved that's why because oh basically we're that kind of people underneath it all right just gross underneath animalistic <laughs> i forget who i was talking to the other day about that but it was uh something about how how much it sucks that belcourt closed 
but also how it's probably a good thing for those of us who went there all the time. And it was it was I don't want to use the word incestuous, but it like it was the same people all the time. And we were just right. we were a bubble. So its closure, unfortunately, unfortunately, forced us to do new things. That that safety blanket, that security net wasn't there anymore. Right. So for better or for worse, there's a lot of us doing things that we probably wouldn't have done if we were still. You know, I just thought of this. You could get really fucked up there. It was like it was a freedom. There was a freedom. There was a freedom there, and anything goes. It's like and whatever. It's we one see of the it only all. bars in Nashville I've blacked out drinking in. <laughs> there you go. Really? That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Truthfully. So the huh. first time that ever happened was after a BMI rooftop party. Me and Paul went together. Oh, those are great. And. Uh, so the uh, the BMI rooftop parties are usually up on their like sky deck patio and they'll have a big stage. And the show that we saw that I'm talking about this day was Mitch Tenpenny and Maddie and Tay. Oh, perfect. It was an incredible lineup. But at these rooftop parties, they have free food. Free booze. Maybe we shouldn't be like saying this. <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> the thing about this this open bar is that like it's never a uh, it's like when you go to a golden corral. It's not how much should I eat tonight. It's how much can I. <laughs> it's how much can Where's I drink. To live by? And I'm I'm convinced that night I had probably eight gin and tonics. Oh yeah. And and those shows are only two hours long, three hours long. So I had eight gin and tonics, and then uh, Tony Wolf drove me to Belcourt because I was I left BMI and went to Doghouse and had a beer, and then Tony wanted to go to Belcourt, and I asked him for a ride because I wanted to go to Belcourt. So that I was nine drinks deep already, and I went to Belcourt Taps, and uh, uh, Alex White, friend of mine, I believe is who it was, was bartending. And that was a death sentence. He could tell I was already hammered. He looked at me and goes, hey, buddy. <laughs> Mischievous. He's like, hey, buddy, what do you need? I like, and I slammed my hand down on that bar and he goes, hello, sir. I would like one alcohol, please. <laughs> and he gave me a Long Island iced tea, oh. which is five alcohols. And I woke up the next morning at someone's house. I don't remember how. I bet I... you Alex White's face is like one that most people see before they black out. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the last memory for a lot of people is Alex White. <laughs> one of the shout cool, out. one of the oh coolest bartenders I've ever. That guy. Had. That, that guy is a living cool. saint. He's the best. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's Belcourt was just one of those safe bars where I'm saying it's freedom. like. It was the Wild West, man. There it was, was the wild no West. rules in that bar. Dude, I loved working there. Like, and Alex would be bartending. I'd be sitting back there just doing my thing. And, you know, if there was nobody there or 100 people there, we had the same, like, little routine. And, like, I'd order food. It would look different every night, even if you got the same <laughs> thing, right? Like, you'd get the tacos, but... They'd be in a different orientation every night or different ingredients. You're like, like this, <laughs> this, this chicken looks an awful lot like uh, falafel. <laughs> you just never knew what you were going to get. But that's what the beauty of it was. Like, it's a weird gamble that yeah. somehow you make work. But it was always fire. It was always really good. But, you know, <laughs> The last meal the I vibe. had at Belcourt Taps. The, uh, so the cook and I used to have this deal where it's just like, 
Oscar? I say what? Oscar the cook? It was Austin. Yes, it was Austin oh, the Austin. cook. And he and I would, uh, he and I, I forget what it was, but I'd buy him beer and he'd just make me whatever food I asked for. And then uh, the last time he worked, his last day was, I think it was uh, one, one week before our goodbye show at Belcourt. I asked him to cook me uh, anything that makes your heart feel good. And he made me something he called diabetes salad. And it was french fries, chili, chicken nuggets, more french fries, and then it had shredded like pulled pork on top of it, more <laughs> cheese, more chili, and I ate all of it. Oh, you're sick. I you felt, can't go wrong with that stuff, man. I felt so bad the next day. But <laughs> you just throw boy, it all together. <laughs> I felt so Chef's good. Chef's kiss. Man, that was one of those places is because uh, what I never told anybody was like, I got a, I got a free tab there. So the uh, the food that I traded for, I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you a couple beers. Was just It was free anyways. So I just got free food and I got free booze. And it's because I was only making like $9 an hour there. So I didn't care. How long did you do that? Uh, it was. Well, I know you started. Did you start there with Bel- with um, Dirt Road Degenerates? Yes. Yeah, so Belcourt Taps uh, started with Tour Stop in fall of 2018. Oh. And we got paid zero dollars, but we were given fifty dollar tab every week per person. So between yeah, between the two of us, we got two beers each. Or three beers each or something. If we drank taps, we got three beers each. $25 beers? <laughs> Wait, what? What's the yeah, math between, there? between the two of us, yeah. So we, uh, we, we were doing that. But then when the band broke up and the other guy left, we were, uh, we, we were left with like, hey, so I don't want this free tab anymore. It's like I, I need money. Hard, hard oh, cash yeah. dollars to yeah. pay my electric bill. And then eventually just came to pass. It was just like, sure. We got, I think it was $10 an hour. So that was $60 $60 a night was what I was getting. And it was just bullshit. So when they gave me the tab on top of it, I was like, I'm going to stretch this as long as it'll go. Dude, speaking of electric bills, last night. So yesterday, you know, we were at the listening room early in the morning. Mm -hmm. I woke up at like eight, which is like. And who was it that we all went to see? A Sam Ferrara, Sam Ferrara. Amanda uh, McCarthy, Lauren Rose Thayer, and Amanda McCarthy. Tom, Lauren Rose Thayer. Yes. All our friends. Chris. Shout out. Christian Beach. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know the other girl. I, I didn't know the her, other girl in the very middle, but she was very good. Yeah. So we were there early in the morning. Waking up at eight for me is like the equivalent of waking up at three in the morning for a normal person. So. I just had a long day. I went to work after that, got home at like one in the morning at my new place in East. And I'm like just dying of hunger. The only thing I'm dreaming of all day is just go home and cook some food. And I turn on the stove. I'm just jamming out, uh, listening to some music, turn on the stove, move the pan. And the whole thing just like sparks up in a huge explosion. All my power goes out. I'm just standing there in the dark and my boxer is like, man, what the fuck? Like, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it took me a minute to, like, <laughs> to regain my awareness. It was pitch black in there. I had to hey Siri so I could see something, like, so my phone would light up. And basically, I think our whole electric is just shot in this building. But I'm like, I don't know, man. East is something else. Dude, so 
That sucks. Just because you When the to- only thing you yeah, want the, is to the, just the, go eat? Exactly. I was so tired, so starving, and my apartment just decided to explode. What time so. of the day was it? It was 1.30 in the morning. Ugh. So you can't <laughs> no even call. Come and help you yeah. exactly. So I'm walking around with a candle like like it's Handmaiden's Tale or some <laughs> shit. And I'm like... <laughs> I just want to picture Alex walking around with one candle. With a candelabra, like, yeah. Just, I'm going to cast a spell on you or eat some chicken nuggets, whichever comes on first. On a dark desert highway. Literally. I was like, well, at least I have some tequila here. But it was just a shit show, man. I mean, it's a big difference moving to a... It's not, like, janky or, like, bad. Like, I like the apartment, but, like, moving to a complex in East versus, like, coming from Germantown is just, like... Yeah, you both used to live in Germantown. Where did you live in Germantown, Alex? One Metro. Oh, cool. He lived in the building up by all that stuff that's going up around the uh, Nashville uh, Chomp Crew or whatever, the Chew Crew. He lived up on that hill uh, right there where all those new buildings are going up around the river. Uh, and you decided, oh, because what happened? Rent? Your rent skyrocketed. Oh, they raised the rent for us by like almost six hundred dollars. Oh, that's absurd. How can they legally yeah. do that? But they I can't. Yeah, that's yeah, absurd. It was our first year. I was like, I don't think they're going to raise it more than like. I was like, if they raise it two hundred, we can do that. Fine, but six hundred. Six hundred bucks. That's a that's a fucking lot of money. That's a lot. So we've got a place now that's I think three hundred more square feet for the same exact price. Wow, that's what we were paying there. Um, you, so you have more room, you have half as much f- more room than, right. so my condo that I bought last year is only 602 square feet. Seems bigger. For it, one million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> it's so fucking small, but man, it's like. It even seems it, bigger actually. It, it does because of that, that, uh, living room's got that nice vaulted ceiling. Or maybe that's uh, the only reason vertical it feels space, big. The most important space. My kitchen is hardly big enough to have two people inside. It's like with me, I'm still bumping into shit <laughs> by myself. Yeah. Oh, my kitchen is like you touch one cabinet here, you touch one cabinet there. It's, that's the whole width of it right there. Like, so, it's a closet, basically. Let's all talk about our first apartments that we remember. Paul, what was the first apartment you moved into uh, into adulthood that was, like, your place? Not, like, one that – not one you shared with uh, your parents or something, but, like, oh. if you had other roommates, like, your first – your first place. As I recall, it was a small box – a box – it was just a square room. There was no was room. It, stu- it was a studio? Yeah. This it, is in California? Yep. This was in California on Clark Street, and it was just a square room. <laughs> it had a bathroom. Did it have windows? Yeah. <laughs> you had to yeah. think about it. I mean, that's a valid question. It's California. You never know. <laughs> it did have a window, as I recall, and a, and a door to yeah. get in. <laughs> You're like, ah, it didn't have a door. I had yeah, to crawl yeah. out one of the windows. <laughs> it had a door to get in. <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, Do you remember how much it cost? Oh, God. $85 and a shoe? I was going to say like 180 oh 200 God. bucks. I don't even remember. It's fucking crazy. It was crazy. It was. but And you know, here's the funny part. As human beings, we adapt. We, we adapt. I've lived on a sailboat. You know how small that is? What? Oh, no way. I didn't know that. You just Tell adapt, that story. man. You just, you just adapt to what you have. You know, you get rid of possessions. You know, yeah. you, you just don't... Like I was talking to this lady the other day. She goes, well, how do you ground yourself? And she goes, I need my house. I need my world. And I said, well, let's see. I've got God 
and a couple of clothes and <laughs> and a gu- couple of guitars. I mean, I don't know. It's like I don't feel like I'm missing anything. But I, I was talking to my dad about that I the other day because he's my dad spent uh, a week with me after I had my surgery on my ear. And he was sitting on my couch, and we were watching TV, and he it's just silent. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and he just goes, hey, Aaron. I was like, yeah, what's up? He goes, you don't really don't have that much stuff. <laughs> I was like, what? What?" He goes, well, I mean, you got your skateboard and your guitars and a TV, and you got, like, a couch. Exactly. Like, I was like, yeah? He goes, like you don't have things. It's like I got everything I need. I don't have. I don't have <laughs> stuff. Nothing that I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really hey. yeah. Shout out. To I mean, me. I remember when I moved from Vegas to Nashville. Mm-hmm. You just clear out. I just loaded my car up with what I could carry, and I drove here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a U-Haul. I mean, I just showed up. You know, you just—I don't know—you adapt as a person. Whatever you, you know, whatever comes your way, you just Paul make living it, in a fucking sailboat. You make man. it work, dude. So, do you sail, or were you just no, a stowaway? I, sp- I sailed a lot. Was, I had a sailboat. All right, you're we, a you're a boat guy. That's oh, sick. I love boats. But I have dope. a saying: boats make life happier. And mm-hmm. back in LA, I had a sailboat. We would sail to Catalina for the weekend. It was Catalina just, it, wine mixer? It's just a... a <laughs> Catalina <laughs> wine mixer! I want to make bank, bro! <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. It's an island. It's an island. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> in the water. <laughs> it's an island in the water. <laughs> and we would just sail there and just <laughs> pretty much do exactly what we do here. Except just on the water. Just with water around you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so, like so you just adapt. Paul lived, Paul lived on a boat. Uh, <laughs> my first <laughs> my first apartment was with three other dudes, and it was technically a duplex. And uh, we never met our neighbors, but we had a ground level, like front, like technically front porch, but it was a back porch because you couldn't walk up to it. It was fenced in the whole way, mm. but it was a. Uh, it was, it was a duplex. It was four bedrooms and two bathrooms, and we had a laundry room. It was fucking huge. It's honestly the biggest place I've ever lived, and it was $287 a month. Bingo. Which is Just bonkers. Me. Thinking about, like, my first apartment in Nashville, a two-bedroom was 900 and my uh, first apartment in college was $1,000 or $1,100 split four ways. Oh, well, that, it was, yeah. So that was in, like, 2016? That was 20, 2013 when I moved into that place. Were was, you a freshman? I was a sophomore when I okay. got my first apartment in college. Right. Mm-hmm. But that place was so... It, it was so fucking ratchet. I killed six mice <laughs> in, my, in my bedroom. <laughs> One of them by hand. You, strang- I, you strangled it? Paul Ivy, I do not mean to sound like one of these making a murderer, killing animals first guys, but a mousetrap caught one, and the mouse was too big to break its neck That's with gross. the snap It just trap. flexed its neck so and broke the mousetrap. All it did was trap it. <laughs> all it did was trap it, so I walked, I, I put it in a bag, the it job. was still squirming around, and I walked out to my dumpster, and I just, I went, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Whack, whack, oh, whack. Hey. And then the bag went still. <laughs> it's it's one of the most 
traumatizing experiences of my life. But I was like, you're invading my personal space and I need you out of my home. The penalty is like If I let that thing live out of the dumpster, it was going to find its way back into my apartment because two years after we had lived there, like moving out, all the shit's gone. I found the hole in the wall just like Tom and Jerry. Yep. Where that bitch was coming through every day. God. So $287.50 was my uh, my first apartment's rent. And it was so fucking gross. Like the the bathroom, if I stood up, if I stood up tall, so I'm 5'10". If I stood up tall, the ceiling of my bathroom was maybe a solid six inches above. Like the bathroom was maybe 6'5". Like it was so small. Uh, the only reason my tall friend didn't live downstairs with me is because he was 6'3", and he had to literally crook his head <laughs> to stand in the apartment bathroom. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, that was my first, like, I'm liberated from my parents' house. I think I got you beat, dude. I mean, my first, I, I lived in a dorm for two years, and then a couple of friends that I had met in college, we decided to get a house, and it was a duplex. Um, where I went to school is like in the middle of nowhere. It's like a farm area, but like it's its own little city. And there's a bunch of like a lot of rich people that like go to school there. Right. And so like the first day moving, you'd see like people from Asia, you know, dropping off their Aston Martins, but like buying up all these expenses. So the real estate is just really high. Like I think an apartment there was like $2,000. It's in the middle of nowhere, Western Massachusetts. Okay. So, uh, UMass Amherst. It's called Amherst. That's the town. But so we have this duplex. We've got, and in our half, we've got eight dudes living in six rooms. And it's maybe like 900 square feet. Eight guys. That's pretty pretty fucking small. Right. There's like one counter, one sink, two tiny bathrooms. Same thing. We had mice all over the place. I think I had like a nasty ass futon that I had for like years that was. Yep. One night, the guys were just, like, so drunk, like, jumping all over the place, broke one of the legs on the futon. We went in the basement and found, like, a cinder block that was the perfect size to hoist up our futon. There we go. Right? So, like... You adapt. You adapt. Exactly. Full circle. It was the most ratchet shit I've ever dealt with in my life. Like, we had roaches in the sink and, like, beer cans everywhere. There was no food in the house, just bags of chips laying around and... You ever think about what it's like to be a so Paul and I we're we're bachelors you you've got a you've got a person but have you ever thought about what a bachelor's fridge looks like It's just there's like a, there's like some loose beer and then some cheese, some cheese. And, and and then there's like there's a can of fat that you've never gotten rid of but for some reason you're like I might need that Don't forget the salad that's kind of brown <laughs> Unless you're like one of these TikTok bachelors that's just like got their life all together, you know? And they're Dude, like, my the fridge at my place, like I try to make it look like it's not just some sad single dude's refrigerator, but it's like, oh, well, that broccoli is definitely rubber now. <laughs> Aaron, do you remember when you were buying those cook it yourself meals? Oh yes, the, you, you uh, were cooking fresh, it? freshly. Uh, Hello like Fresh. Hello yeah, Fresh. Was, yes, I did Hello Fresh for a while, <laughs> and you couldn't eat fast this enough. Hashtag This is not an ad. <laughs> he couldn't eat fast enough, so he would <laughs> bring his shit over to my house. Yeah, I did and that. Start cooking food. I'm like, dude. 
It's like they they cool. say they let when you when you sign up for it, it's like you get to pick how many people you're cooking for. And I was I was like one, but the minimum order was two, so I would get like three meals a week. And then I realized that you're you're getting enough food for two people's meals three days a week. So I was getting like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 12 people's meals a week, and I was like, shit. I, I was like, this is so much goddamn food. I can't eat all can't of this. Eat that fast. So I was I was eating so much, so <laughs> fast. And eventually I canceled it because it's just like I'm I'm overeating. And it shows now because I I have I had to buy, all new, because clo- of I had to buy new clothes. Those bastards. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a quick break from the podcast here. We'll take a, a commercial message from whoever our distributor believes is appropriate, and we'll come <laughs> right back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. <laughs> And we're back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Aaron Cooper is out today, so I am welcoming us back from the commercial message. And it's uh, it's my distinct pleasure to uh, to have two of my pals here, two of my longest time friends. And uh, in well, the studio here now, today, we've got but... Mr. Paul, Ivy, and Alex Amato. And Sean Livingston here in the background. Oh. Not here. Not here. <laughs> so off mic and what you might have just heard is uh, my friend Sean Livingston, who you heard on the podcast maybe uh, six or eight episodes ago. Uh, we we had Sean and Coley and Dylan and everybody on, and we just had ourselves a good time chatting. It was a whole mess of a day. But nice. that is beside the fact. Uh, but since we've just got a few minutes left here on the show, Alex, would you tell us about what's what's coming up for you here in, in town? Because I know you you gig a lot. You you do sound. You, you've, and you're you an artist in your own right. Tell us what's coming up in, yeah, in your man. world. Uh, we got some new music coming out. It's been a long time in the making. Um, I haven't been playing, like, I haven't done a tour stop in who knows how long and playing you know, writer's rounds in a while, and that's, you know, I've just kind of been in this break mode where I'm making money, reinventing and stuff, and I'm learning how to produce. I'm producing all this new stuff that I'm going to be putting out in the next couple months. Sweet. Are you self-producing everything then? Yeah, everything's self-produced, engineered, mastered, and everything. So that obviously took a long time to to figure out and find what I like to do, but um, it's going to be all in a very, like, pop vein. Uh, I got a new song coming out called Leave You Behind on August 5th. First leave Friday in August. Yeah, leave you behind. Leave you behind. Gotcha. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I just I feel like I need to get some of this stuff off my hands. You know, what when was you've been... the last single you put out called? It was Honky Tonk Dream. Oh, it was Honky Tonk Dream. <laughs> yeah. So what's funny about uh, Honky Tonk Dream is uh, I believe it was April 1st of 2021. That was last year. Uh, we did a show for Tour Stop where everyone for April Fools traded songs. And oh, yeah, <laughs> and I I played Alex's song Honky Tonk Dream, and it, it was really fun. We didn't end up getting to do one of those this year because uh, yeah. our show on April first got canceled. But like, that's a fun thing, just getting to cover your friends' songs. Is it, it? It's like it's cool getting to hear somebody else sing something that you do, and just be be in the world of somebody else because like singing Honky Tonk Dream, like I love like classic honky-tonk country kind of music but i don't write that kind of stuff very much so hearing honky-tonk dream which is very much that 
like six eight swing is cool. Yeah, it's yeah, cool I love that song a like lot, that. and I I wrote it a long time ago. But I've been kind of indecisive about like I realize you know I've only been here for two years, and I feel like I was trying to kind of find my direction mm-hmm. a bit. And I love country music, but I think I realized that that's not necessarily where I'm gonna be right. long term. Um, but I do love that song, and I guess at this point, I just. I think it would be cool if somebody else wanted to record that. That was like, because I don't That'd want be it to. a great cut. Yeah, I don't want it to be nothing. You know, I don't want to take it down and another night in the spotlight but... in the corner of the bar. Yeah, it's, it's a country mm. song. <laughs> like, I, I, my fingers are hurting. I've never heard. <laughs> it. I still have all of those. I still You've have definitely all heard of that it, song memorized it, <laughs> in the bar. At least I played mm. it a million times. It is a it's a great song. Whoa. Hey, uh, yeah. Well, Paul, I, I guarantee you, you'd like it. Uh, no, no, I, I, the concept of honky tonk, I just love that. Whatever that represents, I don't know. We yeah. all know what that means, right? Bars and country music. I, the honky tonk is a thing. I'm thinking yeah. that's like a Nashville. Well, everywhere. But I played in honky tonks. There's they're everywhere. You don't have to be in Nashville. I mean, I played in mm-hmm. plenty of honky tonks in L.A. and I th- I just like that vibe of working people. Just getting together at a, just like Belcourt Taps. That's a, that's that's and a great point. Get, and just, just drinking and hang and just getting letting energy out. Cheap beer, let it out. Yeah, have a just have a good time. Yeah. Well, I think that's a I think that's a great place to uh, to close off here. So, Alex, tell us where we can follow you on the internet. Places we can uh, interact with you, social media, etc. Where yeah. can we find you? I am at Alex Amato Music. On Instagram and TikTok, Hashtag. It's, it's still weird saying that now. I know you, you I, tack I'm still it on to the social TikTok. media list, right? <laughs> and then it's Alex Amato official on Facebook because music was taken, I guess. But yeah, so <laughs> those are the places. And new song coming out August fifth called August fifth. Leave you behind. That's awesome. Open. Uh, and uh, you can you can go hang out with Al at uh, Big Machine or any of these other places that he plays when he's doing cover songs. You can give him all of your money. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they find you in real life? Paul Ivy Music uh, at um, Instagram, Facebook, of course, in real life. I always post where I'm playing. Uh, and... Um, a uh, reverb nation and um, and let me let me just give you my phone number real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight six seven five three zero nine eight hundred six 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 one eight hundred. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. My name is Aaron. I am oh man making an edit there. My name is Aaron, and I am the host here. Aaron Cooper is out for the week. You can follow her at On Air with Aaron. You can also listen to her on uh, The Air with Aaron. Uh, Hot 106.7, uh, Monday through Friday, I believe, uh, beginning at 6 p.m. But you can follow me on social media at the Aaron Shilb and on TikTok at Aaron Shilb. I don't actually know how I messed up my handles there, but it, it happened. Uh, but you can uh, keep up with Nashville Tour Stop on all platforms, Nashville Tour Stop. Uh, but more importantly, come to our shows. Come hang out with me and Paul and Alex and Sean and Will, silent producer right here. He gives us a fist bump right there in the air. But we are uh, we are all over the place all the time. We've got more new venues that are going to be coming out. I can't make uh, public announcements about those quite 
stopped yet. But there will be more stuff coming out here in the next few months. So keep up with us at NashvilleTourStop.com. But until then, from all of us here in the studio, please do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. Yeehaw, motherfucker.